brain Welcome into his frequency Enter at your own risk Come be at peace with me Ask the call Where we rise and don't fall Welcome back to another episode of Baxter's Buzz. I am your host, Baxter E. Hall. Welcome to my brain. Welcome to my frequency. Enter at your own risk. Today, I have a special guest with me. He is the owner and principal therapist at Renew Counseling. He's also the host of Everything Renew Podcast. He's a good friend and an old friend of mine, Wesley Morgan. Wesley, welcome to Baxter's Buzz, bro. Man, thank you for the invite. I'm excited to be here. Excited for the conversation, man. It's been a long time coming. Um, first of all, I just want to say thank you for allowing me to be on your podcast uh, recently, the Everything Renewed podcast. I had a really good time. You and I are ones that don't talk a terrible amount, but we do talk way more than we used to. And it's always positive always i always leave it feeling like better than i left it so i appreciate that and um can't say that about everybody so yeah. thank you <laughs> no doubt man you know the brotherhood is real yeah yeah so um everything renew or excuse me renew counseling uh talk about how long um you've been a therapist there sort of what what gave you the idea to kind of step out on your own and how that whole thing is going? I know you've been working like crazy. Man, um, that's a good question. Renewed Counseling started, uh, to be honest, it started in my second class um, and working on my master's. I was sitting in class and literally I was listening to the professor and I just wrote down the professor was talking and I just yeah. took a pen and I wrote renewed counseling services. And I didn't even know what it meant. I just wrote mm-hmm. it down on a piece of paper on the worksheet. And I was like, okay, even at the time, I'm not even afraid to say this. I didn't even know what private practice was. I was in my second class um, in my counseling class. I just wrote renewed counseling on the corner and I just left it there. Never, never uh, knew what it was going to be. And then of course, going through the program, um, by the time I, I want to say middle of the program towards the end a little bit, uh, I started learning more about, you know, options and stuff. You know, I can work in the agency, I can work in private practice. And then I was studying one day and went back to a folder that I thought some information was in and I came across my notes and right there in the oh, top wow. left hand corner, renewed counseling. And I was like, man, that's hot. You know, I'm supposed to be, you know, possibly opening up my own practice and from yeah. there, that was that's the start of it. Wow. So do you know what where the name came from? It nothing just kind of came to you. No, it, it comes from Romans 12, 1 and 2 in the Bible. Um uh I beseech thee, brother, by the mercies of God that you <laughs> you know, all that good stuff. Yeah. Uh Romans 12, 1 and 2, right? And it talks about uh your mind being conformed, being transformed by the renewing of your mind. And when you think about counseling, um, I often tell people, uh, I help facilitate the change that um, you desire to see. And so with that being said, um, you know, your mind has to be renewed in so many different places. So um, I focus on those three things, like renewing your mind, like revealing certain information to you and also being restored. So that's the foundational piece of renewed counseling. Renewing? Renew, re- reveal, renew, restore. Reveal, renew, 
Uh, I, I love that. I love that. Um, and so that kind of speaks to um, your faith and and also the work that you do at church. Mm-hmm. Um, were you preaching before you were counseling or like to, like when did Man. you start to just <laughs> see the, this, these callings kind of right in front of your face? Man, to be honest, I don't know. You know, people be acting like they knew. I, I really don't know. It's some of the stuff I just kind of fell into. Um, but really, the counseling aspect started back when in junior high school. Um, you know, I was invited to an all summer program uh, for to be a junior counselor. So when my peers would get in trouble, and you know, we got in trouble every single day. Somebody was fighting, or somebody get kicked out of class, and so I'll get I will get caught out of class in junior high school. And I would work with the school counselor to counsel my peers. So uh, it really wasn't into college, man. I hit a real all time low because I was in college, you know, doing everything under the sun, having a wonderful time. And really, I also in in that time period of having a wonderful time, I was also wasting a lot of time. And that's when things started coming. So, you know, I want to say junior my junior year in college, you know, I got involved in church, gave my life over to God, and then things start making sense. Then I got mad at myself because I realized I wasted too much time. And I also realized I was in the wrong major. Um, so I, my, my undergrad is in elementary education with emphasis on movement science. So I was going to be um, an elementary school teacher as well as like a gym teacher. So, you know, being able to teach and that wasn't it, but that was off of Mr. Francis, believe it or not. Uh, Mr. Francis uh, was a huge impact in um, where I focused my attention because back in high school, as you know, Mr. Francis used to take people in his office, man, and they come out just like so transformed. I'm like, dog, what is he saying to these people? And that always intrigued me. I'm like, he had a gift to work with all populations of people and they to me he was probably the best counselor there even though he wasn't a counselor there he was helping transform people lives and I always watched that I watched that very close so that was my counseling track ministry ministry wise that again I wasn't even trying to be in ministry or anything of that nature it was just me kind of being obedient to a call and what I felt like God was doing in my life so they all kind of intertwined together type of thing yeah yeah you you know one of the things about you, man, is you have this like wonderful spirit. It's like <laughs> you you like uh you like everybody. You you went from being because we a little older now, right? So you went from <laughs> being like everybody's like cousin when we were younger, kind of growing up. It just it's like you knew everybody, you were friendly with everybody. Um it's always good energy around you. And now you like everybody uncle, you know, <laughs> and it's just, it's like, you just, you've just been a super solid person. You kind of like lead with love. You always smile, always cracking jokes. And um, it's infectious, man. It's infectious. I, I, um, you could have definitely done the school, the teaching thing and been able to impact those, those young people. But I also know, that you uh, work with young people now um, through through um, your counseling. You, it's not just adults, am I right? 
It, it started off with young people. Right now, it, um, my preference, and um, I actually work with adults only 18 and up now. I used to do a lot of stuff with kids, but that's not my specialty. And I'm not as patient as I used to be. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm like, nope, you know, uh, kids was kind of forced on to me because, you know, when you first getting involved, you know, you take everybody that's coming your way and all of sure. that. But sooner or later, you start to, you know, hone in on your specialty. And like, I, I do a lot of individual uh, counseling, you know, seeing people with um, anger management, anxiety, depression, things of that nature, family dynamics, communication, um, I specialize in marriage counseling, so that's really my go-to. So I'm known uh, here in the city to be doing a lot of work uh, with marriages and stuff like that. So, but yeah, but I still, you know, I still have a love for the kids because even though I don't really like counseling them, I still work with them, you know, still, um, I did use my undergrad degree a lot for a while. My first uh, few jobs were, you know, I was in a school, long term, so up positions that end up being like I'm teaching for a whole entire school year like you know I ain't signed up for this but you know even when I was doing that I was really counseling I really wasn't teaching them nothing but I was more so you know helping them be in a listening ear and and stuff like that so yeah no that that's amazing um so you you are married um and how many kids do you have three kids uh Yeah, man. My wife, Artina, and um, I have twins, Brayton and Leilani. They are 13. And then my youngest, Austin, he's 10. Okay. Talk about, like, fatherhood, man. Like, I, like right now, so right now, my youngest is six. He's my little boy, Bryce. Zara, my daughter, is nine. And man, Bryce has been putting me through the ringer like the last like <laughs> week or so. Like he's just been so challenging, and um, I, I just been like praying, like Lord, pray for him, you know. And uh, hopefully, I got you know, I, I got give me some patience, and just trying to get some clarity on this thing. It's like this do you feel the pressure still um your kids are a little older than mine as far as like the fact that you're shaping young like you're shaping these people's like lives like do you does the pressure get did it ever get to you does it still get to you like how do you how do you go about like the parenting piece and stuff I don't look at it as pressure I I really look at a lot of things as opportunity I have an opportunity to help shape uh, my kids lives and you know, I'm not in charge of their life. I've just been granted the opportunity to kind of help guide them as they grow. And um, really, you know, I come from a strong stock of men, like both on my mom's side and my dad's side. So like, I I have a huge advantage, uh, probably the best advantage of anybody, because again, I come from a, all the Morgan men and all the McNeil men, hands down, all solid, every single one of them. So for me, I always grew up watching my dad, watching my uncles, right? You know, all of my dad's uncles, I mean, all my dad brothers, right? My uncles, they were like, they are fathers to me. So I couldn't, if my dad wasn't there, right? I'm in trouble in school because my uncle Charlie's sitting right there. It's like, so I couldn't do absolutely nothing. And they coach, right? Right. And so when, when I look at my role as a dad, 
you know, I look at that of where I came from, but I also look at it as I have an opportunity to pour uh, into my kids. I spend, I try to spend a lot of times pouring into my kids, teaching them things that um, I think that me and their mind will want them to know and also trying to prepare them for what's to come to the best of my ability. My goal is to empty myself out. So anything I have, give it to my kids. Like my kids, you can, I can grab them right now and they can pretty much hands down talk about any subject you throw them, throw their way. And that's because me and their mom are very intentional. Like I don't shy away from no conversations. You know, you know, we'd be like scared to say sex about, nah, man, my kids will tell you everything you need to know about sex. I, I yeah. empty myself out into, I pour a lot into my kids. So to me, it's not a struggle. It's an opportunity. Yeah. And I mean, I, I, I do feel pressure and I, and I like the way you worded it. And I think anything that you care about comes with a, a bit of a bit of pressure, right? No doubt. And and so not a not a bad pressure, but just a, a there's an awareness there. It's like uh, children, in my opinion, kind of if they're not acting like you and like putting a mirror on you, where you realize, right. hey, I guess I do, I do be doing that, right? Uh, I always say, you know, my kids got all the all their good traits they get from their mom, all their bad traits they get from me, right? <laughs> so if they're not acting like you and sort of reminding you of yourself, what I've been feeling like recently is that they've been in these sort of blind spots for me where places that I'm just not as strong in and maybe I didn't realize it. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to equip them with tools that, I wasn't necessarily equipped with, and it's been very, very challenging. And you know what I was going to ask you? Is your pressure realistic? Because sometimes the pressure... Of that course we, not. Of course right, not. I mean, yeah. Right. But, 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 but this past week, it's gotten more realistic because what I realized simply, and I know this is a, it's a, it's a big, it's big, but it's, it's simple regardless of if they play in sports, like um, my daughter, she's starting volleyball. We'll see where that goes. Bryce is playing. He's starting to really come uh, take a like in the basketball, which is a, you know, it's a soft spot for me. And I'm, and I'm just trying to just support whatever they're doing. Uh, Zara's gotten into theater. She was reading me. uh, uh, She wrote a couple chapters of like a book today. Like she, like, a little uh, like novel that she started. And I was like, wow. Um, so who knows what direction they want to go. And, and and I hope that they exhaust all these options and like scratch every creative itch that they have and, and anything that they want to sort of pursue. I'm going to try to do my best to support them. But aside from that, my job is to help prepare them emotionally more than anything was in my opinion like with the tools to just kind of cope with this crazy world that we live in man mm-hmm. and just per, like help them look like learn like that they don't have to be perfect that they can ask questions that they're gonna you know some days you're gonna be disappointed in yourself some days you're gonna be disappointed in other people 
I didn't like being being closely like being able to identify how they're feeling, process that stuff. I, you know, I, I put a lot of stuff on the on the shelf and just kind of and now I'm kind of forced to deal with with it now. And I just want to prepare them better emotionally so that when they when they see things and recognize things, I'm hoping that they can be a little bit more wise and a little bit more evolved than I was at their age so that mm-hmm. they can cope correctly with just the trials and tribulations that they, they will undoubtedly have. Yeah. Most of the times it's us projecting our fears and our insecurities onto our children. And we put that as a, um, a starting point or a goal to say, my kids won't do this, or my kids will not experience this. And, or I want to prevent my kid from doing this. When you really slow down and think about it, you can't prevent anything. Um, only thing you could do is to the best of your ability, prepare your kid. But again, it's your preparation or even your pressure realistic like we have to get down to the root to be like what is it that i'm trying to pour my kid the reason why i say i empty myself out my wife empty out herself into important our kids because the best way for a kid to learn is in their home and so i want to be the first one to introduce my kids to whatever you know society has to offer right um we want to teach them the morals and the values and the respect we want to teach that stuff at home and believe it or not most of the times kids um they they learn not necessarily what we say all the time they're great listeners don't get me wrong they're like sponges they can they can really uh take in a whole lot but kids learn more from what we do and so while That's we're right. study trying to instruct instruct they're watching whether or not you doing what you're instructing them to do, you know, are you cleaning up the house? Like you told them to do, um, are you on time? You know, when you telling them to iron your shirt, it's your shirt iron, you know, and then, then you get mad and try to put them on punishment when they call you out <laughs> on it. Right. Like be quiet. I'm the daddy. Like, no, they're learning by what you do, not necessarily, you know, by what you say. And so that's why we have to slow down and say, what's the source of what I'm using to teach my kid? Yeah, you you're right. I I want them to learn as quickly as possible that I'm not perfect. I, and you know what what I want them to understand is I'm never going to intentionally tell you anything that's going to hurt you. But that doesn't mean I know everything. And mm-hmm. I'm quick to say I'm not sure about that. Let's look it up. Or you know what? That's a really good question. I haven't thought about that because I don't want them feeling like. Well, Daddy knows everything, so I gotta know everything. If I wanna kind of keep up with him, like we let's 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 do some research together, let's learn together. And it and I hope that it shows them a side of me that maybe folks our age didn't see from mm-hmm. the, the men in our life. Um, I think growing I, I, up. I think you have to let's have a, a freeing moment real quick. Let's accept the fact that you're doing the best that you can and you can do better, right? There's no judgment there. That's just a nice assessment. That's DBT, dialectical behavioral therapy. I'm doing the best that I can, and I can do better. So it frees yourself from judgment. I was at a funeral once, be uh, supporting one of my buddies. His mom passed away unexpectedly. And I, we had just had our twins, and I had, I had drove down there, sitting in the back of the church, if I'm honest, playing around on my phone, 
because I ain't know nobody there. I just wanted to be respectful to a friend of mine. And uh, Bishop Isaac King got up, uh, the late Bishop Isaac King got up. He was doing a eulogy. And while he was talking, he said, uh, kids need three things. And you could tell it, it permeated in my heart, right? Because as soon as he said kids, I was like, okay, he got my attention. Now I'm listening. And he was like, kids need love, kids need time, and kids need discipline. And when mm. he said it, I was trying to write it down, but I was like, oh, I will never forget that another day in yeah. my life. I was like, kids need time, kids need love, kids need discipline. Mm-hmm. And the fourth thing that I added, I just added one more, kids need mm. consistency. Mm. And if you assess yourself as a father on those, on those four things, am I giving my kids time? Am I giving them love? Am I giving them discipline? Am I consistent? You don't have to worry about, you know, perfection. Because first of all, what the heck is perfection and who get to define it? Throw that in the trash, right? You give them those four things, your kids will literally be loved and they'll be able to feel it. They'll be able to experience it because those four components will set you up for nothing but success as a father. Yeah. Wow. That, I, I, I love that. Um I recently recorded a podcast about accountability being like a love language. Mm. And I think it really goes to that discipline and consistency piece where it's like, they need to have bars set for them. They need to have expectations set for them and they need to be consistent. Like not all, oh, you could do better, but no, how can you do better? What are, you, what, what are we working on? And giving them something to strive for. I feel like, um, the, and that goes to the time piece. I mean, right, it's all connected. And then, and then, in my opinion, when you have those things, they know that they're being loved because you have expectations of them. Kids don't, as much as they act like they don't want to hear some of that stuff, we, didn't, we act like that too, but we'd rather hear somebody give us some, some a bar to, clear than just like be indifferent mm-hmm. like hey whatever you want to do do like that ain't yeah. that that don't feel like love right right i know you can do better let's help you do better let's help you get to your goals or let's help you max out we don't have to be uh the best but let's try to be the best that we can be right and and yeah. how can we get the most out of out of um you your skills and talent, um, that's love, in my opinion, and it all revolves around the time and discipline, that consistent message. So, yeah, you you we, may be on to some brother. We we have to just show up, man. Like honestly, it's not that hard. We made parenting very difficult, and it's really not that hard. When I say show up, some of the times we do, especially culturally, coming from a black family, it's you know, listen to what your parents say, respect your parents, shut up, don't talk back or I knock the front teeth out your mouth, you know, that type of thing. That That's the type of parenting we came from. But really showing up as a parent simply means that inviting your kids to learn with you, right? Inviting your kids to struggle with you, right? No, my kids don't need to worry about how much the mortgage payment is, but they do need to understand budgeting and that I'm not giving them everything, right? Certain things they have to work hard for, but they also need to see me struggle. One of the most pivotal uh, moments of my life 
as a parent, well, I had several of them, but one of them that sticks out was when I was trying to pass my national counseling exam. My kids saw me fail and they saw me like at a low moment because not only was it embarrassing because I helped other people pass. So I knew the information. That was the like embarrassing part. Like, bro, how did a teacher fail? Like that, that don't make sense, right? Mm -hmm. But I didn't pass, but they had to see me take it again, right? But even them joining in on it, dad cut the game off. Come on, we got to study. Like we, and so when you take on that we mentality, like, hey, we have to study. We, how are we doing in school, right? Um, it's the it's the teacher happy to see you. I, I, me and my wife always tease like tease our kids like did the teacher start crying this morning when they saw you, you know? Because <laughs> like or what can we do to make sure? What do you need? So okay, yeah, you want to go school shopping? Well, that stuff is earned. So when we have to show up, it's not just showing up at their event. Oh, they're happy that they see they did. You know, how much time are you spending with your daughter on YouTube watching? You know, volleyball, how to serve, whatever. Or just getting out there, you know, and we're seeing that now. A lot of fathers are getting way more involved and, you know, they taking ballet lessons and stuff with their daughters and stuff, which is cool, you know, and and it's not no attack on our manhood. It's redefining manhood so that when we show up, we're getting rid of all of this pressure, society pressure telling you, you got to have this amount of money. You got to do all this. Like, long as you give you operate within those four things man your kids will be fine and you will be fine because at the end of the day you know you're giving your kid everything they need yeah yeah and they, they need to then they'll feel it but it's important that, that they know it right that they as, yeah. as much as i get on my kids i always say they know that they know i love them like they know it's coming from a good place and they know that um I may be on their head about something they, they haven't done, but like in the next second, I'll be giving them a hug and whatever else, tell them I love them and, and, and all that good stuff and and, and uh, celebrating something that they have done, right? right? I mean, yeah. I, think, I think that goes to that consistency, yeah. you know, that whole uh, keep that same energy, right? We can't just be on their head when they don't do well, but then don't praise them with that same energy when they do. Uh, what they're supposed to do yeah. and accomplish and, some things and flip it b i do something uh matter of fact i'm glad i'm saying this now because i got to put it on the calendar um i do something with my kids where i leave my wife out of this is this is just between me and my kids and i take them out to eat you know they always forever ordering whatever they want on the menu anyway so that ain't no big deal but this is a um this is a free and conversation so they come and they present all these cases in other words they are grading me on being their dad stuff that they want to bring up dad you said and in in this moment of us kicking it they can't get on punishment they have the green light to say whatever they want to say because i I, what i taught them is whatever you saying to me right now i already know you're not trying to hurt my feelings but you're trying to tell me something so no you cannot get on punishment for saying something so this moment right now this is a powerful moment go let your dad have it and i'm sitting there and i'm taking notes some of it is hard to hear because i'll be like oh my god because they see you in the dip so it's not always you know do this do this sometimes you need to shut up and listen to what your kids have to say yeah because you'll learn a lot you know and those are probably um good positive moments that i have that help me to be a better dad for them no i i love that um I was at a workshop. It was like a youth uh, leadership 
workshop. So Mint, Mint Artist Guild, one of the nonprofits I work with, um, we were awarded a grant through the Skillman Foundation for some uh, some art therapy sessions. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're gonna do about, I think 10 uh, over the course of ending uh, this year and next year, 10 or 12, forgive me. Um, but so we went to this all day sort of workshop to and so there was a bunch of youth there and then a bunch of like youth leaders that were young adults right they weren't you know old like us but they were they they were leaders but they were still maybe 18 19 20 so they split us in groups at some point and they they want us to talk about uh perceptions that we may have of 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 the youth right uh these days perceptions they may have of, of us and then some of the things that they and i realized it's true and they and they had the same exercise and you know it was like oh get ready they're gonna hit some some sensitive uh topics and we we exchanged ideas i was so impressed with all the young people and one of the things that i said was they said what's the feedback what are your thoughts and I just said it made me think about my kids a lot and I think a lot of what the young people were saying they were it wasn't towards us it was towards their parents right there's a Mm -hmm. disconnect there and I just said we as adults have to find create safe spaces to receive feedback Mm -hmm. from our from our children because they have things to say, but just to your point, Wes, what would you don't talk to me like that? You better you be disrespectful. It's like, no, maybe they don't, maybe they don't have the skills to articulate the way that they want or mm-hmm. in the way that, but they feel the way they feel. And we need to make sure that we create safe spaces so that we can receive that feedback. We can't, we, it shouldn't be us just continuing to tell them what they're not doing right. Cause yeah, we we not perfect either, and so it was it was such an eye opening exercise. And the first thing I thought about was like, man, we got to create these safe spaces. And yeah, it, and and maybe it's a meeting on a calendar, or maybe mm-hmm. it's a cold where where it's like, yo, cold blue, like oh, okay, okay, now you now we could talk, right? Like or mm-hmm. look, I'm in the middle of some, I ain't ready for cold blue, but we could put it on the calendar, we could talk. Or whatever, or whatever that is, where we can come together because we have so much to learn from one another, man. Yeah, we have so yeah. much to learn from one another. They need the freedom, like you know, the best thing. Like I said, if you be consistent in the kids, like they know we love them and all that, but at the same time, I always try to stay in the place of being a student, even as a parent. Yes, I get I'm their father and then all of that stuff and my role. I I'm not mistaken about my role, but I also know that my kids can teach me a lot of things, right? That I don't know. And I'm, I'm older. Old age don't mean you're smarter because <laughs> it's a lot of old dumb people, right? That's being judgmental, but it's true. But, but the oh, truth true. of the matter is as long as you have an open heart and an open mind, you can always learn something from kids. Kids can teach you how to stay connected how to make sure you're loving them properly um what i how i parent my youngest son i cannot parent my oldest son like that i can't because if i do it i will damage my oldest son 
I big time. There, there's a big difference in parenting yeah. with those two. My youngest son, if I dare try to parent to parent him as I parent my oldest son, he might smack me like, bro, what is you talking about? Like, because <laughs> he's cut from a different cloth. And my daughter, she's a mixture, you know. And so I can't just give them, you know deal with them all the same they all yeah. are unique and we have to take time to to develop that and understand and invest in all of those different yeah. wonderful personalities that they have yeah understand kind of what their styles are and how to best communicate with them for sure yeah. for sure um he is wesley morgan the owner and principal therapist at renew counseling he's also the host of everything renew podcast um Wes, this has been so good, man. I really appreciate uh, the the time, the 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 advice. I mean, I'm thinking like, who better to talk to about these frustrations that I'm having right now than besides my friend? I'm also getting a little free therapy, so hopefully <laughs> I don't get no bill in the mail. No, nah, um, man, you, you're good. You're good. But but no, this was this was this was excellent and um really appreciate your your thoughts and your insight and just and your openness as always. You you know, always very candid. And I think that uh a, you know, a lot of us can learn mm-hmm. learn to be be more open and transparent like yourself. Um to all the folks that's listening, watching, uh please continue to engage. If it's something that's beneficial to you, share it. Don't be stingy. Um, pass along the good word and um, I also want to let everyone know that you are all capable you just need to find your own frequency and um, until next time peace Welcome into his frequency, enter at your own risk, come be at peace with me, ask the call, where we rise and don't fall.